Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. This is Hoop Ball Grizz. I'm your host, David Williams. Generally, I have my co-host, Mr. Sam Brewski. He is out tonight. The change in the weather has kicked his butt. Shout out to Sam. Hope you get to feeling better, man. Coming to you tonight, covering the Grizzlies' win against the San Antonio Spurs, 113-109. to Grizzlies improved to 3-7 and on the season. That's kind of tough to say. It's hard to say improved to 3-7. and a win is a win. It is an improvement, but three and seven is is still uh, tough to say that you're improving at that point. But the Grizzlies did win the third quarter for the first time all year, and that's that's exciting. Their Achilles' heel all year long has been the lack of fire. The the lack they they come out so many times in the second half and just look flat. Grizzlies are playing well. They're playing. Anybody that they've played against in the first half this year, they've come out, they've played well, they've been, you know, in the game going into halftime. And then so many times the wheels just fall off of it. The Grizzlies just, for whatever reason, can't seem to get anything going in the third quarter. That changed tonight. They looked great. They outscored the Spurs by eight points in the third, took a lead going into the fourth quarter, come out in the fourth, struggle a little bit, the Spurs make a run. That happens in the NBA. The young team weathered the run, and they were able to play well enough to end up finishing off the Spurs. So there's a lot of positives coming out of this game, a lot of things that went well, a lot of things that the Grizzlies done well, obviously still some things that they can improve on. But one step at a time, you win your first third quarter, and then you build off of that. You don't immediately think that the Grizzlies are just going to turn it around and become a playoff team at this point in the season, or at least I don't. But the the fact that they were able to finally get over that hump against a pretty good Spurs team, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, DeMar DeRozan, Rudy Gay, uh, they, have, they have some young guys on the Spurs team that are looking pretty good. DeJounte Murray is an up-and-coming guy. I think that he's going to be a star. He, he plays – with pace, he's an excellent rebounding guard. I just like his skill set. I like to watch him play. Uh, good, good Spurs team, but I said great, great third quarter for the Grizzlies. Able to hold the guys off, uh, hold the Spurs off, and and pull down their third win of the season. We're going to go over the stats a little bit here. Uh, Jay Crowder had a pretty decent game tonight. He went uh, eight, ten, four assists, and a steal. The bearded behemoth Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, Double-double, and I was glad to see that because against the Mavericks, he did not look good. The um, The Mavericks started Boban against Jonas, and it seemed like Jonas just didn't have anything. Boban's size definitely affected what Jonas does, and a lot of times because Jonas is so big and so strong, 
he just dominates on the block because the other team doesn't have anybody that can contest. He just muscles his way in there and handles business. He does the dirty work down low and, and takes care of things. But Boban was the answer, and, and he was pretty much non-existent in the, the Mavericks game. So to see him bounce back with a double-double, great. He he had a clutch block toward the end of the game. They were driving in. The Spurs were driving in down in the paint. And in real time, I couldn't tell if it was Valanchunas that got the block or if it was Triple J. So I was glad that they ran the replay back so we could see it clearly. But it, and it ended up being Valanchunas. So you, you need that stuff. You need the guys to, to step up. You need clutch plays. Jaron Jackson made a three at the end of the game, showing that he had the clutch gene. That three ended up getting called back because he stepped out of bounds before he shot it. But that doesn't matter. Real time, Jaron Jackson doesn't know that he stepped out of bounds. Jaron Jackson just knows, hey, I'm catching the ball and I'm knocking this three down. And I was I was pumped when when he you know, it, it was a he was in the corner, they pass him the ball, he catches it, quick release, boom, knocks it down. An important shot. That shot goes, that's a dagger. That puts the Grizzlies at that point when he made that three, the Grizzlies would have been up one fourteen to one oh nine with not very much time on the clock. So up five with very little time on the clock. Got called back, but still just good to see the young guys with the, the clutch gene being able to step up and knock down the big shots like that. Speaking of JJ, Jay, I, his, his stat line from tonight, 24, six, five, a steal and a block. The biggest thing for me, Jaron has been in foul trouble the entire, like for the entirety of this early season, he's had issues with fouls. He played 37 and a half minutes in this game tonight he only had two fouls. And these are the lines that we get from him. And I really don't feel like he took anything away from his defense. He was still playing what I... I think he was still being aggressive on the defensive end. He was just playing smarter. And so maturing and learning how to control that stuff, learning how to play defense at a high level and be a rim protector and not be in foul trouble, not being able to be out there to produce... If he's on the floor, if he's playing 30 minutes a game, he's going to put up numbers. We saw it last year. We're going to continue to see it, hopefully for years to come, because he has the talent and he has the want to. He has a competitive spirit. You can see it in him. And I know last year, I think it was Jermichael Green said something about pulling the dog out of him. And then Jay Crowder made a similar comment about that this year. And I want to see that. I want to see the fight come out in Jaron a little bit more. I want to see it come out slowly. I want to see him mature, learn how to control that, and still have that fight in him, still have that 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 dog nature where he gets in there and he does the dirty stuff. Anything and everything that you want from your big man, especially a, a key piece in your franchise, I want to see that thing. I, I want to see it come to fruition with Jaron Jackson and I think that it is. It's starting to, but it's a process, and it drives me nuts. If you're listening and you're one of the people that were on Twitter saying they should trade Jaron Jackson, 
I want to hear what your opinion is now. I want you to tweet at me. I want you to, to, after he comes out and he has a game like this, is this changing your mind? Like, what has he done? I'm, I just, I'm trying to understand that. I understand getting frustrated with your team. I understand thinking, man, these, these fouls, it's going to be a constant problem. And even though he's got all this talent, is he going to be able to get around the issues with the foul trouble and be productive? I understand the questions. What I don't understand is the reaction. If you've watched any Grizzlies games at all, if you've watched any of them, if you've watched, you know, obviously you're complaining, you're like trade Jaron, get rid of Jaron. You're complaining, so you've watched some. What are you seeing when he's having good games? Is he not showing you enough in the good games that you're like, this could be the franchise guy? He is, he's, he's young. I don't have his, his – I think he just turned 20 this year. I, I wish I would have pulled that up so I could have the, the facts here. But he's, he's fresh out of college. He's not, a, he's not an old guy. He hasn't been in – this is his second year why, like, what has he done that you want to sit there and say, get rid of Jaron Jackson, trade Jaron Jackson for this or that? I don't care what you were saying. I don't care what, even if you come up with some sort of crazy out of this world trade for Jaron Jackson, there's nothing right now that I want to trade Jaron Jackson for. Are there guys in the NBA that are better than him? Absolutely, there are. I'm not naive. I'm not dumb. I'm not a homer. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, Jaron Jackson's the best player in the NBA. He's not. He's clearly not at that point. Does he have the talent to get there? I think so. I th- he can definitely be one of the best, maybe not the best player in the NBA, but he can definitely be in the top five or ten conversation if he continues to develop. He has showed us that much talent. And there's guys out there saying trade Jaron Jackson because he gets in a little foul trouble. How about you pump the brakes, you step back, and you give the guy a chance. If you have a reasonable argument as to why you think the Grizzlies should get rid of Jaron Jackson or anything that you have seen that puts it in your head that the Grizzlies need to give up on him already, I want you to tweet at me. I'm at dwill2111. Let me say that again because I started a little bit there. I'm at dwill2111. That's D-W-I-L-L-2111 on Twitter. If you have a reasonable argument, tweet at me. I love conversation. I'm a reasonable guy. We can talk about it. But I will tell you this. I'm relatively certain. I'm not even going to use relatively. I'm 100% certain that you're not going to bring an argument to me that's going to change my mind. Jaron Jackson is going to be the franchise guy for the Grizzlies. He's going to be that guy. John Moran has come up. He's been great. Brandon Clark got, got him from the draft. He's been fantastic as well. This is the core of the team. We The, the Grizzlies had the core four. You had T.A., Conley, Gasol, Zebo. You had the core four. You got to have a core to build a contending team. And Jaron Jackson is part of that core. Again, I, I want you to, to get at me. Tweet at me. I love conversation. I love talking about this stuff. I'll listen to your argument. I'm not going to talk crazy to you, but I want to hear it. I want you guys to, to tweet at me and let me know what it is that you have watched, that you see, And I want you to actually watch the game 
and tell me with a straight face that you don't think Jaron Jackson has the talent to be the guy. I do not see it, and I would be willing to bet you basically anything that there's a lot of other guys out there that see that Jaron Jackson has the talent. If you watch the NBA, if you watch the Grizzlies, you have seen stuff from Jaron Jackson that shows you that he can do it. And maybe the bad stuff has driven you nuts and you're just like, oh, forget this guy. Get him out of here. I get it. I've been frustrated too when I can't remember what game it was, but he came on the floor for 17 seconds. He had four fouls. He was on the floor for 17 seconds and got his fifth foul on a stupid play. And I'm like, oh, Jaron, what are you doing, man? You can't do that. You can't. I've been there. I've been on the side where I have been frustrated with him. But you got to let that go, guys. You can't hold on to the small mistakes that he's making. We, as a fan base, have to step back and be like, look at the good things he's doing. Look at the good. The greatest of all time. Interesting conversation. But widely Michael Jordan is at the top of the list on that conversation. Go back and watch film of Michael Jordan when he first came up and tell me that you don't find anything where he made mistakes. He's a young guy. Young guys are going to screw it up. They're going to make mistakes. It's part of the learning. And take you can take that concept even outside of the NBA Take it in life in general. When you you get when you're fresh out of college or even when you're starting a new job, you're not gonna get in there and know everything that, that a guy that's been doing this job for five years knows. It doesn't happen like that. You gotta have the experience. So again, I, I wanna hear from you guys. If you are somebody that has tweeted out that you want to trade Jaron Jackson, that you've given up on him, I'd like to have a conversation. Hit me up at DWill2111 on Twitter. We can have a conversation. We're going to go back to the game now. I got got distracted about the about all the junk with Jaron, but great game from him tonight. 24-6-5 is still in a block, 37 and a half minutes. That's all the looks of a franchise guy. Covered JV, the beer behemoth, 18-12, two blocks. Dylan had another good game. He, he had 21 points, two rebounds, three assists, two steals. He was 8 for 17 from the field. Efficient night. He shot the ball well. And the one thing that I've seen from Dylan this year that I'm really, really liking, and I didn't get to see it a lot last year because of the injury, but, man, Dylan Brooks has all the makings to be a plus defender in the NBA. I would love to see the breakdown of the Rockets game to see what – James Harden's efficiency rating was with Dylan Brooks guarding him as opposed to everybody else because Dylan was giving him the business. James Harden is one of the best scorers in the league. Heck, one of the best scorers of all time. He just is. And Dylan Dylan was playing excellent defense on him. Not that he was stopping him, but there's not anybody in the world that's going to stop James Harden. You just can't do it. But he was out there and he was competing and he wasn't backing down and he was doing what he needed to do. And that's what you need. You need a defender like Dylan Brooks. And I'm man, I, I just I'm excited for this core. I'm excited for these young guys. And just a even in just a short amount amount of time, 
even with all the junk that we've seen so far early in the season, I like the the growing, the stuff that I'm seeing from the the young guys. Ja had a rough game. He was two for 12 tonight. He did have four rebounds, three assists. Again, young. There's going to be good nights. There's going to be bad nights. You're not going to shoot the lights out every time you go out there. You're not going to be, you know, 60% from the field every single game. It's just not, well, unless you're Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark may be 60% from the field every stinking game. It's like he can't miss. It's been insane. Uh, Brandon went 14 and 8. He was 6 for 7 from the field. His numbers are excellent for the amount of time that he's playing this year. Brandon Clark, he's averaging uh, 11.5 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, 1.6 blocks, and a steal. And he's about 22 minutes a game. As his minutes increase, I think he's going to be a monster as well. This, man, like, if you're a Grizzlies fan and you're watching this young core, you you have got to be excited about the things that you're seeing. Obviously, the the losses, the the lumps that we're going to take along the way as a fan base, it's going to be rough. We're going to have some bad games. We're going to get beat by 30, and, and we're going to lose to teams. It's like, man, we should be competing with this team. That That's going to happen. But the the upside that these guys are flashing, it's just it's crazy to me. Man, and I'm I'm ready to watch it. I'm I'm on board. I'm buckled in, and I'm rolling till the wheels fall off with this man. I, I love watching what these guys are doing. So I'm talking about Brandon Clark's numbers. He's he's 57% from the field so far this year. 92% from the free throw line. I love a guy that can shoot free throws. I always I say it to my kid all the time. I'm like free throws win championships. And if you don't believe me, just ask John Calipari. Ask him. With the Memphis team that should have won the championship but couldn't win free throws, free throws win championships. Brandon Clark, 92% from the free throw line. Instantly a winner in my book. I love a guy that can shoot free throws. But his numbers right now, and this is before tonight's game, so I'm sure that they've increased from here. But on a at 36 minutes a game, if you if you bump his numbers up, he's only playing 22. If you bump him at 36 minutes per game, his numbers are 18, 10, two assists, a steal, and almost three blocks a game. It's nuts. That that is that's all star caliber numbers, and he's a rookie. He's killing it, and that can be a rebuttal to my Jaron Jackson argument, right? That can be. Well, Brandon Clark's not having all these problems. He's blocking all these shots and he's, you know, he's playing good defense and he's not getting into the foul trouble. And you're right. You're right. He he's not. Brandon's playing well. He's playing fantastic. And I'm loving it. But it's a development. Brandon Clark is going to have a, a whole other bundle of issues that he's going to have to deal with. There's not many guys that just bust into the league and then just kill it straight out of the gate. But Brandon's doing a really good job of it right now. Even with all the issues that Jaron's having, and it's not even that many. I say all. All is a strong word because that's not really, you can't say that. It's not all. He's having some issues with foul trouble. He gets that under control. He gets to play 30 minutes a game. He's going to be, you know, 18 to 20 points, six to eight rebounds, probably a couple blocks a game. He's going to be 
I think just a model of consistency because he can shoot it from deep. He can, he can do work down low in the paint. And I've watched him so many times they get switches and Jaron gets a, he gets a smaller guy posted up on him. He gets the ball on the block and he's got a guy that's smaller than him. He's scoring. They better hope that their help defense is fabulous because if somebody doesn't rotate over to give that little man help, Jaron Jackson is going to do some work on that dude. And I, I, man, I can't wait to watch it even more. I, I don't have a whole lot more for tonight's game. It was, there, there was a lot of positives. It's easy to pick out positives from a win. It really is. Um, still definitely some things that they have to work on. Marco Gudrich, his last two games, he's looked better. He, he was another guy that was getting some hate uh, about, uh, you know, just bench him, get rid of him. I, I feel like he's going to come around. Maybe he doesn't. He hasn't shown me the things that Jaron has shown me. But he, he's shooting the ball better. He's being more efficient. He's being a playmaker. You know, he'll go to the basket and kick it out. And, and man, he just – I like I like his skill set as well. I, I'm excited about this entire team, the young core. You got the the two older guys that are kind of the glue that are that are molding it together, and, and JV and J. And then you have these young guys that are just so exciting to watch. Man, just you, you have I love the ooh and ah moments, and with this young team, you, you're getting them. Every single night, every I've I've missed, I've watched a part of every single game that the Grizzlies have played this year. I've missed some because I've been at work and I just say, you know, I get done with something and I'll flip it on and catch a couple minutes of the game. Every single game that I've been able to sit down and watch for an extended period of time, there has been that jump out of your seat moment as a fan. I don't think you can ask for any more. Obviously, I would love to see more wins, but from a young team in a rebuild, the ooh and ah stuff is fabulous. I will take that. I will I will love the positives and just be excited about what's to come. Like the, the future of this franchise is looking so good right now. Just got to develop these guys. It's not Philadelphia. Don't want to steal their cash phrase, but it is a process. We just have to trust it as Grizzlies fans. That's all I've got for tonight, guys. I've I've dropped my Twitter a couple times. I'm going to drop it here again at the end of the show. Come and look me up. I'm at DWill2111 on Twitter. You can find the show. The show is at HootballGrizz. Come check us out, man. I, 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 I will engage in Twitter conversation. I'll answer as many as I can. So so come tweet at me, ask questions. We can have discussions. I, I love it. I love the action. I love the NBA. Love the Grizzlies. You you just get at me anytime. And if I'm not busy at work and I see that somebody tweets at me, I'm I'm gonna get in and uh, and we can have a conversation. So until next time, go Grizz. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today 
at admissions.temple.edu visit.